welcome to the Chi Podcast, where we talk everything spirituality, health, and wisdom. This is Jeremy C from Chi Coaching, and you're listening to the Chi Podcast. Welcome to the Chi Podcast with Jeremy C from Chi Coaching. This is the final drive. It is the last drive I will be making back from heavy industry, for this round at least. And I say that because last time I left, I left with strong mental position that I would never be back. Yet, look at what happened. And this time I don't plan to be back, but I'm open to that possibility. And I want to capture some of my thoughts that the experience over the last four months have offered and yeah just really kind of concreting the experience I've had for myself what better time than the two and a half hour drive back to my home city from that experience so maybe I'll go through an overview of the experience and then go into some of the more rabbit hole nuanced finer points and uh try and link it all up into something that makes sense so what drew me back to heavy industry this time was quite a natural progression in fact it began with me needing money after eight months of focusing on spiritual health coaching and trying to really crack that first part of business that's quite the struggle for those of us that are aligned with the more let's say technical side of coaching the authentic heart-based aspect of for me at least I spent you know have been spending 10 years being very focused on my own self-growth and those lessons that are brought to us living our life and you know life experience and trying to distill the most growth from that and that naturally led me to coaching so what found what I found difficult was trying to blend or trying to monetize you know that which is so sacred to me and I know that there's a lot of other people in that dynamic that find that difficult and basically it's ultimately a good thing but sales are a part of business and you do need to market yourself and there are principles and strategies to selling that are effective and going down a little rabbit hole here it seems to me that I've learned there are kind of two types of selling. You've got emotional selling where you use someone's pain points and make them heightened so that you can then sell them a solution that alleviates that pain. And then there's logical selling where someone can clearly see the value in it and it stands to reason perhaps there's a return on investment, etc., that makes them compelled to be sold and I say all this because that was really the eight months that I was focused on being a spiritual health coach was really battling with that balance of being authentic in what I offer 
not just trying to treat people like a number to get them enrolled with me as a client, but to really find how I could serve them authentically and offer them a service that really was what they need. Clients that were so aligned with me that I could feel that connection that yes, I am meant to help this person. They're exactly in the perfect place to be coached by me and they're receptive to it and I'm able to just flow and offer them guidance to navigate their path because I've been there before. And there was a lot of ground covered in the eight months, um, but I didn't really monetize the business. I worked with two clients and they did feel very aligned, but ultimately that wasn't enough to sustain that part of the journey and I was putting off a lot of things. I actually reduced my money required per month down to $300 and yeah, at some point it got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to bring in some money and I just didn't channel that energy into coaching and online income as much as I perhaps could have and perhaps should have. But that led me to getting a paid employment job in Adelaide and that, you know, I was working 40 hours a week, um, I think it was less than $30 an hour and yeah, just a really low pay compared to what I've been used to when I've done paid employment previously working in mining. Um, and so I made a call, I'm like, I opened myself to the possibility, maybe some away work will be beneficial just to get some dollars up, get in, get out quickly. And that opened me up to a short stint of two weeks working in a lead smelter. And that was the most I'd ever earned in heavy industry. I think it was $44 an hour. And that was shoveling lead for two weeks straight. And I actually didn't mind it because I like doing a bit of physical activity from time to time and I found it a good workout. So that type of exercise could be really good for your fitness. Um, in saying that, working in a lead smelter, not great for your health. Uh, so my lead levels went from one, somehow they were at one, up to seven. And that's not ideal because lead stays in your bloodstream for 28 days, your soft tissue for three months and bone for up to 25 years before it will start to, you know, basically um, exit your body. And obviously um, the, recognized, the recognized safe level of lead is zero. So anything beyond zero is going to have an effect on you in a negative way, um, but just how much is not yet quantified. So let's say if my lead levels were at seven and it stayed like that for however long, um, you know, in the blood that could have some inflammation and, and neurological cognitive issues uh, in the soft tissue that could definitely be creating, um, again, like inflammation and have some 
level of like carcinogenic, carcinogenic effect. Not speaking very well today, but I'll get there. And in the bone, that could definitely cause, um, yeah, some degradation of bone, weakness, osteoporosis down the track. Ultimately, you know, two weeks of exposure and that level may not have an impact, but you know, it could just be something that, you know, when you're 80 years old, you actually have something form that wouldn't have at all, or, you know, it knocks a couple of years off the end of your life, which when you're 30 doesn't sound like, you know, such a dramatic thing, but when you reach that point, you're gonna look back and go, hmm, yeah, I shouldn't have done that for that small amount of money in this grand scheme of things. However, that was the path that I've taken, so here we are. And from there, I heard about a job that I'd actually seen online and then found it was with that company that I was doing the lead smelter work with. And I approached someone directly and said, hey, uh, I've got these qualifications, these tickets. Um, can you put my resume through? And they did, and I got a call back, and I got the job. And that again was an even more paying job than that previous smelter one. And that was interesting. So that was working away 11 days on and three days off. And it was meant to be two to three months of work. Now, the first day I got there, um, we worked and then we went to the pub afterwards and everyone smokes everyone's drinking and I'm like oh, I'll have a drink to fit in and within me I could feel this kind of choice being given do you want to trade your health for money because that's what working here is at this point a choice between your health and making good money now as I needed money or felt that I needed money at that point and wanted to get some dollars up to give me a chance at getting a way forward. I also had borrowed some money during that eight months off and I wanted to pay that back. And because that was owing to someone else, I felt there was a responsibility to do that um, quickly and I wasn't gonna be able to do it within the terms agreed if I didn't do this. So that's, uh, you know, kind of another thing that I really try and stay away from is owing money, debt. Um, I don't have any credit cards. I have purposely got my expenditure down so I don't have any obligations to earn money because I like to live a free life. And I was given this opportunity, this choice to prioritize my health or money and I chose money and that then had me acting a bit of a role too when I went in because of my previous experiences with heavy industry I wasn't really my authentic self I actually came in and you know probably tried to project a bit of an image of the blokey type that is common in heavy industry and it didn't feel like I was purposely, you know, trying to trick anyone or be fake. I just was kind of seeing myself talk the language. And I think there's some 
logic to that that it's helpful to be emotionally intelligent and adopt a language and way of communicating that others will understand like you know like if I go in there full nerd spec and uh, you know I'm talking even like I am now philosophically or talking um, you know too much in a highbrow wait highbrow I'm not sure that that's right <laughs> in an eloquent way is what I'm trying to say and that's just going to be like too much on the outer too far from what's normal and perhaps even able to understand so I felt like it made sense to go and like yeah g'day mate how you going and be a bit like yeah yeah country kind of typical Aussie bloke and I think that probably helped me assimilate in the beginning um, you know I'm sure they thought oh he's a bit weird but he, he's one of us you know he, he's you know having a game on the pokies he's uh, having a drink you know he's not drinking that much but you know we can we can stir him up a bit he has a laugh like he's all right and basically what I didn't realize is that I was acting a role and it got to a point where I was running out of energy to keep that facade up and it only really dawned on me you know a month or two in that I was like oh shit I've been acting a role I just kind of meant to morph my energy a little bit to you know fit within the tribe's norms but I've actually not been myself and yeah that made it difficult because then you've got to rebuild who you are from the ground up and I guess probably what started to happen is I stopped dropped the accent you know or the way of talking and more of my real self started to emerge and over so it was four months in total felt like longer but basically I found that my energy was consistently dropping throughout the experience um, yeah just probably due to it being more in the masculine polarity than is natural to my energy and more effort having to be used through mental means so instead of you know just doing stuff that you really enjoy and that you're focused on passionate about and you're in flow and it doesn't drain your energy when you do something that your heart's not really in it then you've got to use your mental bandwidth focus and really like put a lot of effort into doing it and if you've built up a inner reserve of energy and you, you know have an abundance of energy you can get away with that for a bit and in truth there are times when you do need to do that when there will be things that you have to strategically do uh, through mental effort and that's when you want that energy there to pour into that and then hopefully you go back to doing things that you really want to do and then you can have your energy recharged but doing something when you're just doing it for the money that's gonna cause every time for you to just be using mental effort now something that did kind of counter that a little bit was I realized as I was going through the experience that I was 
actually there for much more than the money. I'd been guided there to really work on the wounded masculine aspects within me. And that's something that I felt getting triggered each time I was in heavy industry. And they were very wounded to begin with. And I was very insecure in ma around masculine energies. And I've spoken to this before, you know, growing up with out a father without too much of a strong male role model. Uh, when I did have male role models, they were probably my similar age and I was hanging around them and yeah, they all smoked, drank drugs, gambled, um, you know, all of those kind of um, traits that can come with what a man should be doing and look like, especially in your kind of blue collar work and like looking, um, yeah, presenting the image of what a man is. Um, but that's not always being masculine um, because quite often when you project an image of how you want to be seen as masculine, when things come down to like the deepest level, there's an instability that a projected image is trying to build a barrier around. And I guess I've been on a bit of a journey since then to discard those habits that no longer serve me and be more comfortable with my masculine essence at its very core and find stability. Um, so much so that, you know, I can speak my mind without fear of judgment from others and not being seen as a man. And yeah, that's ultimately been a large part of my journey. So coming back to this experience and being faced with basically those old aspects of myself, I dipped into them and quickly recognized how they still don't serve me and why I don't do them. And yeah, it just kind of gave me another opportunity to let go of those patterns once again. And there is a bit of a thought where I did want to kind of be exposed to those environments and, you know, not give in to drinking, etc. And, you know, ultimately I stopped drinking. Uh, gambling was a little bit tricky. Um, smoking, I didn't do at all. So there were some wins. But it's interesting as you're in an environment that's not fulfilling yourself it tends to suppress and shrink yourself until your lower natures start to come out and that's when you through a lack of fulfillment there's space in you that creates a void and you try and fill that void with external stimulus drinking gambling whatever it may be that you think is going to bring you either pleasure or short-term satisfaction and of course that tends to go quite efficiently into the pleasure pain cycle where you have moments of pleasure or satisfaction followed by pain or unhappiness for lack of a better word so what was really interesting to me is around people in a very strong masculine energy there can be a tendency 
to stir you up and when they see that you're not comfortable with something they want to exploit that and make it so you're even more uncomfortable and that is actually a really good tool for growth because it can allow you to be drawn to the areas of yourself that you're not comfortable and stable in and become comfortable with them so if it's something around um, your choice to not drink oh like having soda water and these inner thoughts that you may have had to yourself that would have stopped you doing this like oh you know this this isn't you know this is a bit of a soft approach to um, be at the pub and not drink and then when someone gives an actual voice to that from the external it can give you an opportunity to really sit with perceived judgment and be comfortable with that and in reality it's been my experience that when that stuff said it's not actually said through proper judgment it's actually just seeing an opportunity to poke fun at you and saying it with such a level of dry humor like they want you to believe that they're serious and if you aren't aware of that it can feel like full judgment but yeah it's almost like the way I've been looking at it is it's done with love to actually help your growth in the highest way because as you have as you have these points highlighted to you you can actually kind of heal yourself on the fly and be comfortable with your own judgment and the because ultimately if you had complete comfort comfortability comfort stability with your own choices and what you're doing then no one can say anything about what you're doing that's going to hurt you because ultimately the only things that do trigger you are things that you resonate with as having an element of truth to the to them so the more that you can allow that to bring up stuff within you and explore if it's true or not or if there's anything that resonates and why it does then you can actually come to a far deeper level of peace within yourself so obviously from the get-go you know there was a part of me that wasn't comfortable being myself because I feared judgment and probably uh, even through logic was thinking yeah if I don't if I come in meditating and you know doing these things that I would ideally like to do then I might be seen as too different and they might want to get rid of me or you know they might just see me as too different and look at me in a negative light that you know if I make some mistakes then they might want to get rid of me but at least if they see me as one of them then it's not going to be approached with such harshness and maybe that did happen but by the end I definitely stepped into more of myself and so fast forwarding right to the end today I was saying goodbye to everyone that oh what are you doing I'm like yeah I'm going over Thailand doing yoga instructing course and then coming back and do personal training and 
I'm quite sure that at the start of this, I wouldn't be comfortable saying I'm going to do yoga and yeah, it's uh, a bit of a highlight and comparison for me to realize the growth that I've had in this time. Because I think something that I really like that I'm being left with is the sense that the people that I would have previously thought of as negative and unhealthy masculine, I'm not seeing it that way as much anymore because I could, the guys I work with I see as good guys, I see them as top blokes and there would have been more judgment from me previously and I don't have that, I don't have any negative feelings at all and I feel like the healing of the masculine within me wasn't just me being stable and comfortable in what I do and how I'm seen but it was also my relation to how I see others and instead of being judgmental and feeling critical of them I'm now yeah appreciating how they communicate and it's just on a different form to how I've been used to growing up so yeah I feel like that's quite a leap in growth for me to have gone through that the thing is also from this experience I can feel my health has taken a toll uh, physically feeling muscle tension trigger points um, general kind of like soreness and achiness in muscles just from overuse without adequate time to recover um, cognitively like I can definitely feel that I'm not as switched on the, the stress and not using my mind and expanding it like I normally would and probably yeah just a multitude of things like that the work not being expansive to my mind has caused my cognitive function to decline a bit I can see or hear my articulation and my vocabulary has reduced I'm stumbling over words stumbling to find words as such and generally um, yeah just the mind and body have taken a bit of a uh, drop in their function and state and now it's a matter of expanding both of them and optimizing them and so I'm gonna actually hopefully catch where they're at in a bit of a snapshot through some tests soon and hopefully be able to document the journey to yeah improve the body heal the body and optimize the mind and be able to actually show some before and afters that make it objective rather than me just saying how I feel so it's interesting now so I'm walking away with basically enough runway to have um, perhaps six months or five months um, spare like to do what I want in Australia and I've got my personal training study covered and I've got my yoga instructing 
paid for and I got a new phone too and basically I feel like for many reasons monetarily masculine healing this needed to happen but there was also some lessons within it that I feel like given a similar situation I'll do differently so as far as the get-go and acting a role I feel like if I ever go back to heavy industry I'm just going to be myself and if it works out it works out if it doesn't oh well Um, because losing yourself it gets really tiring and it's a lot of energy to go through that and I've done that enough times in my life that uh, um, I know I always find myself again but it still doesn't make it pleasant Uh, secondly around the time of me realizing the path that I really wanted to be on versus the path I was on I think next time I'm gonna just 100% go for the path that I want to be on without looking back and really just being selfish Uh, of course if you know it's actually gonna detriment others then um, I'll factor that in but if it's just you know like a a company not having an employee and they're gonna get by and be fine sure like if it's actually you know something where someone's personally affected then no but I find I find it really hard to honor myself above others and I want to yeah always like it's a good trait and quality to have but I think there's also a point where you do need to prioritize your needs above others to show up fully um, while respecting others of course so it seems it was about six weeks from when I made the realization of the path I want to be on versus the path I was on and yeah over those six weeks the stress and the harmful effects of that lifestyle have tripled or multiplied by X at least because yeah I feel like there's a protective quality that comes with knowing that you're on the path and you're what you're doing now is contributing to where you want to be whether it's a neurotransmitter or some sort of chemical within the body there's definitely a neuroprotective element to that and I had found that as soon as I felt that working in heavy industry was no longer my path so much mental resistance came up and yes there's something to be said for when you don't want to be somewhere it's a mindset thing but also there's something deeper than that and the path of the heart tends to put us in experiences that are for our self-growth and we're in the flow and they may not be pleasant they may not be easy fact they may be incredibly challenging and suffering but there's a different quality when you know that where you are isn't actually serving your growth anymore you it's reached its um, point and now you're just kind of beating your head against the wall for no reason 
and I have definitely found in the six weeks of slogging it out just because I was like uh, you know I'll pick this date and then if I work till then you know I can come out with X amount of dollars and I can go straight into yoga instructing and personal training I wish I had in that state I was like yeah I've got energy to do everything and then from that point six weeks later I've got far little energy I'm like oh man I could really do with a break now which would have been perfect you know if I'd had six weeks or even four weeks break then I'd probably be in the perfect position to continue that next part of the journey so there's like a little interesting insight for myself where I'm like yeah I probably was a little bit gung-ho and operating from the mind to think oh I have energy now and I'll just you know work flat out and I'll have two days off and then I'll go to Thailand for a month and then I have three days and I'll start studying for personal training for three months and yeah that's um, a little bit foolhardy to have worked so much and not factored in rest that's you know a bit of a lesson that I've learned over the years and I'm still not putting it in so hopefully I don't have to learn it the hard way right now Um, I'm hoping I can yeah really just do all the practices that will get me into an optimal state um, because I can definitely feel I'm run down and yeah it's going to start with uh, a bit of dry needling to alleviate some trigger points and muscle tension um, try and get like a high amount of nutrients into the body um, decrease inflammation optimize the cognitive state get the flexibility and movement back and uh, hopefully yeah that will really help um, but yeah it's there was a lot of um, learning for me at the end around the path of the heart versus path of mind and how much effort it requires when the heart is no longer involved and you know one could argue that that's ultimately a lesson that I was meant to have um, but it is one that continues to come up like last year when I had the option of making pancakes versus going to the mines and I chose to go to the mines and I was met with so much resistance so much stress and ultimately that's what seems to be a thread for me when I don't actually um, chase the path of high self-growth stuff that I actually deep down want to do I met with a lot of resistance and things aren't pleasant so like just to uh, round that out with an experience that I had that can um, perhaps offer in a bit more of an unbiased way because I feel like there's a bit of interpretation to be like oh well you know your mindset's just off and you're not enjoying where you are and you know that's causing you to make mistakes etc which definitely can be a part of it But when I was in Brisbane and focusing on trying to create a service around my coaching, my auntie suggested, why don't you do movie extras for some dollars? I'm like, oh yeah, like, sure, I could do that. And basically what a movie extra does is just rock up, do what they say, 
no acting needed and you get paid to rock up which is basically what paid employment is for me you get paid to show up and what I want to be doing is being paid based on my intellect my value that I bring not just the fact that I've shown up like anyone else could and when I went and did these movie extra role I rode my bike there now from the second I left pretty much the whole way through to realizing how much resistance I was experiencing things did not go well and there was resistance the moment of leaving the dog at the place I was staying flew the coop and started to chase chickens around the yard and I had to catch her and stop her then I messaged the agent to find out what clothes I needed etc and because I was coming from three hours away I left early so I didn't you know have to ride in the dark and so I was there the night before not needing to ride three hours in the morning and I think it was halfway through that I got a message saying I needed to bring clothes and I hadn't and then shortly after I kept seeing number synchronicities flash on my motorbike odometer and like time and I think it was um 4.44 and 2.22 on the odometer and I remember thinking like oh okay like what does that work out to like 4.44 is 12 or you know added together equals 12 that added together is 3 so like power over 2.22 which is 6 like over order like over I uh, and at the time I came up with something that like felt meaningful and then shortly after that flew straight flew rode straight through a swarm of insects that was so thick that I had to stop and wipe off my helmet so I could actually see and yeah to me I was like eh, that was weird and then but you know happens in the country and then I got to Brisbane and there was an email that I hadn't seen saying that I had to check in early so I'd missed my check-in and it was looking like I might not have a place to stay but managed to call them up on the mobile got someone directly and ended up having a place to stay and then I woke up early at like 4am so I did some stuff on my business and then I went and bought a um, bit of clothes from Salvo's a secondhand store so I could actually do the shoot um, went there and this difficult day of it was a long shoot apparently so we had to do it 30 times over and the person I was paired with didn't speak good English wasn't following instructions of staying silent but just mouthing the scene she was actually speaking it so I was trying to you know communicate quietly that we're not meant to talk which was difficult and then when we we're actually doing the scene she was not keeping eye contact with me and it's quite difficult to have a fake conversation when someone's not looking at you and basically I felt like that was a fair drag and it was like 30 times over having to repeat this difficult conversation and then I saw a storm coming in and I got back to my motorbike fortunately the storm hadn't set in 
and I thought okay I'm just going to try and get a bit closer to uh, where I need to be and as soon as I got on the highway it started bucketing down and I got absolutely drenched and fortunately I had my laptop with me but it was inside a waterproof case and I'm absolutely getting saturated no way to turn off a highway I've just got on and as I found an exit as I went to leave unbeknownst to me the strap in my bag has wrapped around the wheel of my bike and so going 80 off the highway my back tire locks up and I go into a slide and I managed to hold it and I come into the left-hand turn sideways and my bike is turned off and it won't move because this strap is around it and I'm trying to start it it's pouring with rain I'm blocking off the road and I stop I put my stand down I get off the bike and just have a look at it and I see the strap I undo it and then I find that the flip, uh, switch has been flicked on my bike and I get it started and then I kind of realize I'm like okay that's not just like things like not going not flowing that's active resistance it's blocking the flow like and it made me analyze and look at why what was going on in my life and I realized that extras was just me trying to turn away and you know do the easy path or you know instead of actually um, learning how to create money I'm just gonna go and earn money from rocking up and getting paid something that's not utilizing my skills and value it's just me like anyone else a person that can't talk English or follow direction getting paid the same as me and yeah it made me realize in that moment uh, I get it okay that's why there's been so much resistance I am taking the easy way out instead of actually doing what I truly want to do that I feel scared to do really I, I, I need the courage to put myself out there fully and I admit that that's honestly probably what was happening although it was not a conscious decision it was you know at a much deeper level but that's what was happening and that was a really good lesson for me in resistance versus flow and the way that I then in retrospect looked at those number synchronicities was that was me leaving the flow that there was you know if you want to look at it in a quantum sense there was a, a field of energy that I passed through that then you know as soon as I'd passed through that quantum field I was just out there in the resistance of not where I was meant to be and just you know bugs in the face not getting the accommodation possibly of not having the right stuff of having um, my motorbike you know nearly uh, have me stack of things just not flowing and it has been my experience that whenever I do things that I'm not aligned with that you know are in line with my values that I deep in my heart truly want to do there's resistance and I don't have a lot of energy these days to put in from mental bandwidth I really have to rely you know probably 90% on actually doing things that I feel truly aligned with and 
for better or worse, um, yeah, that makes it quite difficult because when you do something like I have even now, um, four months of heavy industry work that's probably the last month and a half not aligned, I can definitely feel that it's depleted my energy down to, you know, 25% probably. Like if you think of it like a phone battery, getting towards kind of critical and um, you know that's when you're going to have issues of health come up so right now it's really imperative for me to get back into alignment and recharge that inner battery and get back to a state of well-being where myself expands and I get back to the abundance of flow anyway this is uh, a bit longer than I was anticipating it to be and I'm gonna take a break and yeah hopefully this brought some value and some insight to the final drive thanks for listening and if you're new to the chi podcast be sure to reach out to me on instagram and follow me at chi.coaching111 and yeah i look forward to building a conscious community where we're all helping each other grow Until then, this is Jeremy C.